0: what's up guys welcome back to another episode of everything but hockey it has been a minute but how are we i mean it's like crazy to even ask that because the state of the world right now is just so crazy news social media it's like we need to ask ourselves how we're doing more than ever and that being said you know what let's do it right now take a second Do a body scan, check in with yourself, ask yourself, how am I right now? And you know, one of my guests on today's episode shared some really sound advice. He said, it's okay not to be okay, but it's not okay to stay there. And that was said by Zach Stewart. The Flyers family met Zach a little over a year ago on Twitter, actually, when his sister Sam tweeted a photo of him. He was 14 years old at the time, laying in his hospital bed, undergoing cancer treatment for the second time in his life. And his sister, Sam, just wanted anything that would bring a smile to his face. And as a huge Flyers fan, she thought that this could do it. And once he was strong enough, he was able to come to Skate Zone, meet the team at practice. But it went a lot further than that. So on today's episode, Zach and his sister, Sam, are going to share experience with you and a whole lot more. And this is my first time ever having two guests at once on the show. So I just want to make sure you guys know who's speaking. So I'm going to have them introduce themselves. Zach, take it
1: away. I'm 15. I'm from West Epford, New Jersey, and this is my sister Sam. <laughs> I'm very excited to be here.
2: Aw, thanks, Zach. Uh, yeah, I'm Sam. I'm 20. I'm obviously also from West Deptford, New Jersey. Um, we're big Flyers fans. I'm a very proud big sister of this guy, and I am a student at Rider University.
0: Yeah, and you're also a writer and heavily involved in sports at Rider, so... We'll get into that in a little bit. But, um, okay, so you two are kind of like a dynamic duo. You actually, I always think of you two as twins, even though you are years <laughs> apart.
2: <laughs>
0: Why do you make that face, He you, you gotta spend some more time with us.
2: <laughs> he sometimes, I'm, sometimes I can be a little too much for him. In what way? I always wanna hug him and love on him and hang out. And some days he's just not vibing with that. <laughs> Bringing us back to last year and how we met,
0: do you want to kind of take a walk down memory lane to what you got to do with the team? Because I feel like it was an experience that will never leave you.
1: No, it was definitely an experience that will never leave me. That was definitely one of the highlights of the year, still today. And I got to go as a team. I was on the bench with them at practice. I watched them practice. A lot of the players came out to me, interacted with me, which was great. And then after practice, they took me back into the locker room. I was able to sit down with the team in the locker room next to my favorite player, Travis Konechny. We talked, we goofed around, we laughed. And then they took me back to their lunch area where they all sat down. I got to sit down with Drew and Jake Voracek, have lunch with them. That was great. And then they gave me like a little tour, which they told me they've never brought anyone. I was the first ever Person they've ever rung back. It was really cool to see everything they had back there: their workout, their locker room, all of it. And then I put I shot a couple of pucks around with Travis Konechny and then it was Ivan Provov, uh Kevin Hayes, Carter Hart, Carter Hart Travis, Travis Kanekani, Vanheim was out there. Yep, and I think that was was
2: that three
1: on three, yeah. Yeah, and then we did a three on three like little pickup hockey game, which was great. And was, that, but, that was, I think that was the main highlight of the whole trip. I that just
0: today. remember your mom, like, watching against the boards, like, cheering you on and just looking at you like, is this happening?
1: Yeah, it, I, it was, like, surreal for me. I was like, a couple of them were going a little too try hard. I was like, relax, I'm on meds right now. Can you take it easy? But, I know, they're, they're, but,
0: it's, but it's funny to hear you say that in hindsight, because in the moment you were Go time. Like, your mom
1: was like, mom get him a Gatorade. I like, am I'm, I'm dedicated. I'm, <laughs> I'm winning this game. But after the aftermath of it, was like, I need a water. I need a Gatorade.
0: <laughs> your mom was right. Mom's no best, always. That's so Mom's, funny. Your mom was like, somebody got him a water. Yeah, Come mom on, was like, Come please get him a
2: Gatorade.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Zach's like, I'm fine, Mom. It was so funny. But... <laughs> Where did you
2: find the strength to do that? Like, did that kind of impress
0: you,
1: I was shocked in myself. I was like, okay, I don't know how. I to mean, he that. was
2: pretty. That was like not too far into his treatment, so he was pretty. It weak. was a
1: good. It was good time. And right?
2: he had it. Had he hadn't played hockey for a while, and then you're throwing him against the Flyers. I mean, I know. <laughs> remember, Ivan program took a deep dive. Was yeah. He he.
1: I I toe dragged him and scored on him. He he was not happy with it. Not no. happy.
2: Well, no. I. We always joke around and we say that he was coming for revenge because right before they played that game, Zach took off his Pro jersey to put on his new Connect New Jersey.
0: Mm-hmm. That happened on the bench.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and you yeah, said that, that was on the bench to... at
0: practice. <laughs> mm-hmm. We were like,
2: oh.
1: But yeah, that's what we always joke around about that now.
0: Oh my gosh. That's so funny. And then, speaking of TK, let's talk about the whole bracelet situation because that's a crazy story in and of itself. So did your mom have these bracelets made? Like how what was the origin of the bracelets?
2: So in September we had a street hockey benefit tournament with his the teams he plays for in Belmar, New Jersey. And one of our family friends made up these little orange rubber bracelets that say Z Man number two and then our little hashtag strong then stronger now. And he When we knew we were going to practice, he got a few extra, and I know he brought one for you, and he brought one for TK. And we were always – I mean, we were just like – I mean, that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Like, we'll just give it to him, whatever. But he took it, and after that, like, we have seen – we saw pictures in games.
1: At the All-Star game. At the All-Star
2: game. After games, he always had it on. Like, last year, I'll never forget it, in their Christmas photo shoot where they were all in suits – and like holding the gift boxes, yeah. you could see it. Mm-hmm. And we actually went to um a Flyers game in January of twenty twenty when we were at the Zamboni. He Zach got to ride the Zamboni and we were watching warm ups and TK skated by and recognized him and yeah, took his glove off up. and was like, I still have it on. I mean that was two or three months yeah. after.
1: I was not expecting for him to wear, uh, maybe like hanging up. And like, I mean, just skating by, room. he
2: recognized you. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. We were with one of my best friends from school and he was even like, that's like the coolest thing.
0: Yeah. What, what was that moment like? Because that's, that's pretty huge. The whole thing, huge that he had worn it for so long and then skates by you and is like, oh, hey. Oh, sad.
2: What's up, dude? It's So great. Yeah. It walk. was really neat. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, and I feel that the bracelet brought him luck, and I feel he I mean, felt not, that way. I mean, not
2: to say anything, but we didn't see it in the bubble, and we all know how that ended out.
1: I don't know if it was out of respect, like if, so. it, were, if, it, were, if it were to break, but. Uh, Touche.
2: But it was really cool because it was like, we'd see him on post-game interviews or like messing around with his jersey on the bench, and we could tell, like, we know that's our bracelet. And I know you sent him an extra one just yeah. in case it broke. And
0: I remember he asked for more of them for other guys in the locker room. Like this became yeah. a thing.
2: Yeah. He it was, felt
0: it's really
2: cool. Our family members are wearing them on every day. Our friends from Ryder are wearing them, but it's also like the freaking flyers have them on too. Like that's so cool. I know. It's like <sighs> Yeah.
0: It is. But Here's how I see it. So knowing you and your story and what you've been through and how strong of a human being you are, I kind of feel like all that embodies itself in this little wristband. And like TK got this type of strength from you, which is just super cool. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: So that being said, let's talk about like, Sam, you mentioned what it said on the bracelet, which is strong then stronger now, which correct me if I'm wrong, but that's because you were diagnosed when you were younger and then diagnosed again. right? You went mm-hmm, relapsed.
2: back, relapsed. So tell me the age range. How old were you when you were first diagnosed with cancer? Was it three. He was three. He was diagnosed with leukemia on Valentine's Day of 2008. Um, he had three and a half years of treatment for that. And then he beat that um, first time cancer. And then he was in survivorship, so cancer free for like 10 years. And then he had a procedure to remove something from his old treatments, and they tested his spinal fluid, and it came back abnormal, which is when we found out last August that he had relapsed with a different type of cancer. So the first type was in his blood, and then this one is central nervous system, which patients who had the first type of cancer that he had, only patients who had that first one really get the one he has now.
0: So it's completely correlated?
2: We think so. They're not 100% sure, yeah. but yeah. And I mean, this one isn't in his blood. So all of his blood tests were coming back clean. What are the odds that you were
0: getting that test and they found it then? Because had that test not been done, would they have found it when they did?
1: During that, that whole summer, like leading up to August, when we found a dying nurse, I was having a lot of side effects. I was like, trying to play like my hockey games, I was like going black, I was having headaches and we knew something was like something was wrong. So I continued to go to appointments and they thought it was like not drinking enough water, not being hydrated, like all those things. And then one of the doctors prescribed a uh, CAT scan, I think. A CAT scan. And that's when they found the cyst and the side of that we needed to get that removed and go on to what Sam said about the whole procedure and then finding the leukemic cells
0: in the fluid. So that was August of 2019. We met in November of 2019. So just two months later, where are you at now?
1: Right now, what is it
2: called? He is in um, remission, right? Maintenance. 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 It's called maintenance. He's in maintenance, so he's still getting chemo, but
1: it's all oral, so it's all at home. It's not a lot of in-person appointments. Not a lot of in-person procedures. It like has lowered down and calmed down to just like. At home pills, at home things, which makes it much easier.
2: And he just finished two weeks of cranial radiation.
1: Yeah, like the last hump of my whole like treatment plan was just the radiation. And I just finished that last week. So now I'm like just equaling back out onto just my You should show the injury home. of
2: the mask. But oh, it's show my radi- mask? freaky. It's freaky.
0: So no, wait, this cranial radiation, I assume this was done in the hospital, right? You're not doing this at home. Yeah, it was
1: at uh, Penn and okay, it.
0: Okay, but now this mask like set me up for they what I'm
1: about to see. It. They had they to, dr- to drill this down into.
2: So it's fitted to his head. Yeah. What? His head and- Molded, so they would, he would lay on a table and then bolt the mask down.
0: So wait, 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 back
2: up. Protects his like outer features from the radiation.
0: I'm just still trying to chew on this okay so they created this mask made out of some type of protective material that
2: yeah so like you first got it fit before radiation. yeah they fitted it to my feet so like this is like how you kind of it was like a mold you put that on
0: and they bolt it to the table
1: they bolt it to the table because they really need me to make sure I'm still I'm not moving because they don't want to they want they don't want to radiate any spots that, that they should not be radiated, be radiated so they really need to make sure it's bad but thankfully it, wow. it's a really short procedure like 10 minutes tops of like the actual radiation so it's not as it's not actually too bad but
0: but i'm sure yeah, 10 that, minutes in that bolted to a table feels much longer than 10 minutes yeah
1: but they they made it they put music on for me i was vibing in there you know <laughs> but the mask itself is just not pleasant
2: the radiation was a lot like i'm very we're all very proud of him because he was doing online school he's in high school he's a sophomore so he was doing all of his online school some days he'd have to get chemo and then go right to radiation and obviously he says it's only 10-15 minutes but
1: it was just it was was two or three hours
2: driving from our house to philly back and forth every day for 10 days
0: Wow. It was exhausting. It got exhausting. Yeah.
2: Was that the most
0: intense treatment that you've had so far, would you say in terms of side effects?
1: I, I, don't, I don't know. Honestly, it, I, luckily, I thankfully haven't had, the radiation really hasn't given me any side effects. It was honestly more just like mentally just exhausting. Like, oh my God, it, was just, it just felt like it dragged out forever. I think the hardest treatment I had would be the actual chemo because that stuff actually, like, gave me real, like, side effects and symptoms and, like, all that crazy stuff.
2: Andrea, he has to take steroids. And when I tell you he is a demon when he don't takes say steroids. Don't say that. not say that. I'm on him right now. Do I seem like I'm on
1: steroids
0: right now? Yeah, come for from-
2: here.
0: Well, I don't know if you're on steroids, but I know you don't seem like a
2: demon, so. <laughs> when he is on his steroids at his max, He eats like 15 things an hour. Um, It was 10 a.m. He was making a cheesesteak and asked me to go buy him a dozen donuts.
0: You're like me when I get my period (laughs) (laughs)
2: every
0: (laughs) month. Oh, yeah. Family, they make me very
1: hungry and they're also very constipating. So they do not (laughs) go hand in hand.
0: Oh, my. So you're like completely bloated. I'm completely loaded on steaks so much.
1: Ten cheesesteaks
2: a day. And I'm,
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm loaded on Miralax. I'm loaded on all my constipation pills. Oh my gosh.
2: <laughs> You're just trying to <laughs> get through. You're just
1: trying to get through. Yesterday With I really. had I had I made myself pasta, ordered myself Domino's pizza, I had bagel bites.
2: Yeah. It's a lot like in the sense that, at least from my point of view, I don't know if it bothers you, but like for me. I feel like since, like, you last met, when we first met, he was very sick. Like, you could tell. He was super bald, didn't have eyelashes or eyebrows, like, thin. And I think once he started getting better, you know, his hair grew back. Like, that was great, obviously. He looked great. But a lot of people forget that for us, it's not over. Mm -hmm. So, like, at home, we're still dealing with that stuff every day, the weird food stuff the side effects, the medicine. My mom is like a home nurse. She like does everything for him and us while doing regular stuff she has to do. So it's like, I feel that a lot of people do forget once you leave the visual of, yeah, he does look sick. He has cancer. He's out of the hospital, but it doesn't Mm -hmm. end there for us.
1: And that's something I realized, too. There's a lot of my friends, like, once, like, my hair grew back and I was, like, putting on, white, like, they were, like, oh, you're done. Like, you, you're, like, trying to hang out. Can you come out? I'm, I'm like, my A&C is, like, 60. I'm, I'll catch you. Yeah. Like, his
2: immune system. I mean, we're in a pandemic.
1: You can, you can tell, like, and I don't expect, I don't expect that out of my friends. Like, they don't know. They don't know the treatment. They don't know what it's like for us, what it's like for me.
2: Because people ask how he's doing because they care. And I know that. Right. But only so many people when I'm at work and I'm at the farm and every third customer is like, how's your brother doing? The speech gets old. It's not a cold. It's st- he's mm-hmm. still going to do the treatment for two years. He's doing fine. He's doing the best. We're all doing the best we can, but it's like, we live it every day.
0: So how would you like people to share that they care without being, redundant I guess it's a
2: dialogue that's not really talked about much for me I almost just rather like the reaching out like just I, lo- I mean my friends will text me and be like hey Sam like just been thinking about you and your family a lot we're here for you if you need anything it's almost like the thing that gets to me is the question if that makes sense because it's like you're asking me how he is but you know he has cancer
1: it's it's I feel like it's a hard
2: It is a hard balance. And yeah. obviously it's not like I'm like, oh my god, don't ever ask. We
1: can't expect that because,
2: because like- Yeah. Obviously. It's gonna
0: Zach, of- whatever you're touching. Is it food? You're touching food? Yeah. It's okay, you can eat the food. It's just making a lot of noise.
1: I'm sorry, my bad. Don't <laughs> be what food was it? Oh wow wow pretzel. You can eat right, it. Um,
2: Why'd you just put it on the floor? So I don't make any noise. <laughs> okay. like, see, the two of you,
0: just your laugh, like that energy that you guys get from each other and give to one another, like, how, where does that come from? How can you share how you guys keep such a positive and optimistic outlook despite all the shit you basically go through every day?
2: I don't wake up in the morning and be like, I can't wait to be Zach's sister today. Like, I just think that we've been through so much and- I've, it's, it's what we've
1: created. I always say wondering.
2: that when anyone asks me, everything I do is for him. I want to be the best sister I can for Nate and Zach. Um, and I've seen what he can do. He's accomplished more than most adults have, which means the most to me. And I mean, when he was first sick, the first time I was only eight. And although it sucked that he got sick again, to me that was almost like a well, okay, now I'm 20. I'm old enough to do something for him while he's Mm -hmm. sick and make a difference, which is why I did the whole thing with the flyers, and I try to get in touch, and now it's been one of the greatest things we've ever gone through. A couple weeks after we did all that stuff, limb was diagnosed, which was unbelievable to Mm -hmm. us. I was at work at the mall and I was on break and I think I cried a little bit when we got that dive when he's announcing. Because
1: I remember at the hockey fights cancer game I just remembered when skating around with the jersey on with
2: with like, the hockey fights cancer. No stuff one on. had any idea and he probably was sick when we were meeting him because Zach was sick and it was just like it's everywhere. Like you really, it doesn't matter who you are. We always, I always say cancer doesn't care who you are or what you do for a living or if you're famous or if you're 60 or 23 or 15, but they don't care if you're in the NHL or you're a sophomore in high school. and Or a three-year-old. Yeah. Or a baby. And we know so many people who've gone through it and it was just, it was really inspirational because obviously it was like, okay, this is bigger than us obviously, but it was just crazy that within the same couple of weeks, it was like, look at how the tables turned. And yeah, it was just crazy. And we've like, I've kept in touch on social media with like a lot of the girlfriends and the wives of the flyers. And they always check up on Zach's Instagram page and stuff and ask how he's doing, which is really cool. But it's almost like that experience with Zach and with Oscar made the connection with the Flyers even deeper. Because, I mean, it was like the same thing. They were in the same treatment, in the same city, at the same time.
1: Mm. It was really cool. Not cool in that way, but.
2: Yeah, I would imagine it
0: gives you a little, a boost of hope, or, or some type of like, you know what?
2: He's in this fight, too. We're in this together. Yeah.
1: Yeah, for sure. Like,
2: if he can play and he can fight this as a superstar professional athlete, so can all the kids that have cancer every year. Yeah.
0: It's definitely – I mean, he, as, like you said, a superstar hockey player is already a role model. And then he's diagnosed with bone cancer and is fighting it and goes through all of that in less than a year and then shows up to the bubble in Toronto.
2: It hits home when, you, when we would see him with the no eyelashes and the no eyebrows skating and playing. Like, that is amazing because he had the ability to do something that, you know, Zach didn't get to do when he was in the prime of his treatment. Mm-hmm. But it, it was like, it was almost like watching Zach through him. Wow. Which meant a lot to me, at least. <laughs> Obviously, I probably thought about it a little deeper than. Yeah. Zach, but like for me that was really something special for us to kind of go through because we were like He was just in front of that wall with all the I fight for signs and stuff I know. And now they're both I mean it it's was fighting crazy. the same fight essentially Yeah, love him and support him Just watching him come back
0: less than a year after being I mean, diagnosed Absolutely yeah, incredible
2: cool. like so moving and touching and amazing
0: it's such an inspiration to anyone fighting,
2: like Anything, any almost. type of fight. Like when he came back, I felt like it was a win for us. Mm-hmm. Not just, oh my god, that's amazing that he came back, but that was like a win for our family because we saw that someone going through the same thing beat it and came out better and is still able to do everything they love, which is what we can only hope that Zach will get to full capacity in the next few years.
1: That's something I was thinking about when we were talking about how, like, like my friends, like, thinking that, like, it's all over already. Like, that's something that I find myself struggling with a lot, is wanting to get back to my normal life. Like, when I started playing my first couple hockey games again, I was like, oh, this is great. Like, I'm getting back to hockey. And then pneumonia hit. And I'm like, oh, my God. And now radiation. And now COVID. Like, that's something I find myself And you weren't always, in shape. Yeah. It
2: wasn't like
1: hmm
2: we're back I can run I, with
1: Oscar Wimbaugh I'm I'm, I'm pr- pretty positive I'm not the only one who felt like is he like equipped enough to play against these NHL freaking superstars in the bubble in the playoffs like in one of their most intense yeah. times and just that's something that was on my mind like that's something I find myself just wanting to get back to that normal way And it's not always, it's not going to be like that. It's always going to be different, but still, yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, everyone's story is different, but like you said, he was an inspiration to you, to your whole family. You're an inspiration to kids that are listening to this, like kids, adults, again, doesn't matter the age. What is something you would say to someone else that is battling cancer right now?
1: something that I find myself doing a lot that helps me a lot is trying not to focus on like how much left of treatment that I have left or what else I have looking back at what I've already gone through what I how far I've already come and I've already been through it like I've gotten through it like I'm going to get through the rest I think that is just something that is really important really hopeful and uplifting and encouraging to do and something, because when it's always gonna seem longer, like looking further, like I still have almost a year left in treatment, but if I have my mindset and my perspective on how much longer I have, and when I could instead be looking at how I was six months ago, like that instead is much more impactful, I think.
2: You gotta take the small victories. I
1: think it's also really important though, and I don't want to fake it, I don't want to put it on a facade that like it's always like I always had this amazing attitude. Like,
2: yeah, because he doesn't. But you know what? That's so
0: authentic. <laughs> and I steroids. But like, I appreciate that, I think people need to hear that. And that's also that's real.
1: Hmm. One of my favorite quotes is like, "It's okay to not be okay, but it's not okay to stay there." Like. Yeah. It, like, I, I don't want to lie and say, like, I don't have times where I'm overwhelmed. Like, the past month, the past couple months with the pneumonia, with the radiation, like, I felt mentally and physically drained. Like, I'm not going to say, like, I have had this yuppie attitude the whole time. Like, it's important to be able to say to the people around you, to the people you love and be open, even on this podcast, like, it, I, I hurt at times, but it's going to be okay. And again, looking back at where you come from, et cetera
2: because at the end of the day you have a bad day but when you're in a bad day and you're sad you say dude Mm -hmm. last year i was having lunch with called drew yeah and it's stuff like that that gets you through the bad days because obviously every day is not going to be great he still has a very serious illness but you got to make the best out of what you have and that's what i guess we try to do a lot
0: do those memories with the Flyers. And remember, you read the starting lineup. We're in the locker room. Starting
2: lineup. We got Scotty Lawrence. Oh. We got Captain of my ball hockey team, Hazy. Oh! Therabye. oh.
0: Therabye. oh. Therabye. oh. Sainty D. Ronner. And he we got Heartseat. Is it kind of like something you pull from your memory bank when you need a little bit of strength? or? Remembering the good? Of course, I, oh, I'm i always,
1: I have them in my camera. Roll. I'm always looking back at my photo camera. I love looking at the pictures. It's just like a quick little, this is even seeing a picture.
2: He literally will text me some nights, like 11 o'clock at night. And he'll be like, we met the freaking flyers a year ago. Like that is just something. And we always joke about it. We're like, mom, Joel Faraby was asking your permission to stand in his lucky spot. How freaking cool is that? <laughs> that is
1: so cool. I did a picture of me.
2: Turn your brightness uh, down.
1: Of me and TK. Like, I was just looking at this a few days ago. I was playing ball hockey, and I am just like, Wow. Dude, that that's happened? freaking sick.
0: I there have, like, go. a million photos of you in my camera roll from that day. Remember? I think I sent them to you and your mom. Like, just videos and the whole thing. It was, I- I've honestly never seen anything like it. I honest. will
2: sometimes pull up the video that you ended up like that was on the big screen like with the interview footage and stuff I watch that just when I need to like pick me up it's wow. like the best thing ever. I have frame pictures of him and the guys in my room we have we still have the um the lineup card with the guys I have it tacked to my wall like that is just something we will literally never forget it and, and I'm you, always going to
0: brag about it. Well, and you should because you made it happen. Can you please tell us the it, backstory of how the flyers got connected with your family? Because, yeah, I, think-
2: I mean, it is literally, it sounds weird, but it's like one of my greatest accomplishments. It's um, not weird. I,
0: That's
1: not
2: weird. In actually. August, Zach had a very tough time in the hospital where he was on breathing tubes and in like medical sedation. He was not in a coma, but. Jim a better to that yeah, Jim Jackson thinks that. Craned on live weird. TV. That says a coma. he was in a coma. He wasn't in a coma, but close enough. <laughs> it felt like a coma. Thank he you. was unresponsive. He was under sedation. Whatever. He had a tube in his throat. He was in the intensive care unit, and I visited one day, and it was very hard. It was one of the hardest things ever. Um, my mom. I'll never forget it. Uh, my mom had left the room for a few minutes, and he started to wake up, and I had to my whole body on him to keep him down, and it was the scariest thing I've ever done. A big sister never should have to hold her brother down for a nurse to put more medicine in him, but I did, and that's just something. And I left the hospital that day, and I said, I need to do something for him. He is in this state, and our family is going through so much. And there's only one thing I know that we have both loved so much, and that's the Flyers. And I tweeted a picture of him in the hospital with him and I with the caption along the lines of like flyers, hockey family. My brother's really sick right now. He's a hockey player. He loves the flyers. We love the flyers. Please help me do something for him. And by the next morning, the community relations people were calling my mom saying we have a care package on the way. We want to do something with you. Zach had woken up from I remember. That. He was barely.
1: I remember Sam coming in, visiting me with the care package, with all the stuff. And I was, I was like.
2: So out of it. I
1: was so out of it. I was like, oh, this is so cool. We're I'm like, pass. Zach, the
2: Flyers want to meet you. Like, they want to meet you. Like, the community relations person had told my mom on the phone that he was getting text messages from Shane who was whose girlfriend, his fiance is works at CHOP and was like we have to do something for him like it was insane like we were like overnight Jim Jackson had texted me Scott Lawton had texted us like in my Twitter DMs before the season started and was like hey Sam I heard about Zach's story I'll be in Philly next week before the season started let me know if I need any you need anything and I'm like what the, am I gonna message Scott Lawton be like I need dinner tonight man <laughs> like what you like, should have Come like, on. Like, this is, it was insane. And then, once Zach felt good enough, you came to our house and stuff. We did the practice with our whole family and the game, and it was amazing.
0: Oh my gosh. I'm like, my eyes are watery just thinking, like, you painting the picture of how sick Zach was. Again, like, I met you two months later. It's just crazy to think, like, how much had happened in that short span. And then, especially, you put something out on Twitter, and literally the next day,
1: yeah so it was it was hard for me because out inside, like with the care packages and all the stuff and all the messages and stuff, yeah. inside I was so filled up, I was like so hyped in the inside, but i couldn't I couldn't express it. I physically didn't have the energy to express it and I was like, Yes, Sam, this is awesome, I love you, and the empathy wow. like you couldn't see it inside I was like, by outside, I was just like, uh,
0: cool, nice,
1: that's like, such a paralyzing I was, like, feeling, so hard,
0: yeah you know. I was, I was like,
1: I, it's like i was a trapped like i couldn't express my true feelings which was hard for me because and i wanted to show so, that to Sam. Cause so cause many
2: things that. was happening we yeah. had just gotten the flyer stuff we were planning a tournament for history hockey team my college um the rider ice hockey club team they did a game for him as well we were we had so much love from so many people and it was like his body was just too weak to appreciate it which is why i'm so glad like we were able to wait like the flyers were so patient with us to be like you contact us when Zach feels well so we can make this experience the best it can be for you guys Mm -hmm. and
1: And it all went perfect and it
2: was the coolest thing we've ever done it was it was
0: I meet a lot of people and you guys left like a serious footprint on myself
2: like yeah I mean we still talk We still talk. I still message. I'm interviewing Jim Jackson for a class project. Like, you're just you're part of the
0: family now. Like, you're not getting rid of us. Back
2: forth with uh, TK's girlfriend, and she's like, he still wears the bracelet. Like, yeah, we have we we he's got the bracelet. We have the intel. I think so. Yeah, he'll she'll post like him walking the dogs, and I'll be like, he has the bracelet on. (laughs) Exactly, and it's just little stuff like that. Like, that's it wasn't just another.
1: It wasn't a one and done thing. It
2: wasn't like we had a. I wrote an article for the blog I write for, and my mom and I had similar feelings. Like, because until it's you, you're like, okay, well, these guys, they're just professional athletes doing this because it's in their job description. Like, they just show another sick kid is coming to practice today. It was the most genuine, like, intimate experience. And I truly believe that. Zach left an impact on them, too. I mean, at the game, when they did the video on the big screen, I'll never forget it, that Michael Raffles stepped out of the face-off circle so people could cheer longer. And it was just Uh like, like, that is so freaking cool. Like, that is just amazing.
0: Yeah. You definitely have a ton of incredible memories. And the cool thing is, yeah, here we are a year later. Like, it's just... And it feels mm -hmm. like it was
2: yesterday. I, I mean know. you can tell I have all the de I re- we remember all those details because that's how impactful it was. A year later, it's like I could tell you exactly what happened that whole day. Yeah. Well, you guys, thank you for spending like the
0: past hour with me. Thank you for letting me finish my school day and waking up at two a.m. I mean, school first. Stay in school, kids. I had to let you finish school. I can't play out for this podcast. That wouldn't be right.
2: Girl, also Congrats on that big rock! Oh, your
0: ah! Are they not the cutest brother sister duo ever? I love the both of them very much, and I'm so grateful that they were on the show. It got really emotional and raw, and they went there, and I just appreciate them so much for opening up and sharing their story with all of us on today's show. And you know, like Sam said, a check in goes a really long way. So if you do know someone that's fighting cancer, use this time to send them a text, give them a call, let them know you're thinking of them. And we also talked about how you can't tell what someone's going through based off the way they look. So this is a reminder to just be kind, be kind to others, be kind to yourself, leave some love in the comments. I know Zach and Sam would absolutely love to read what you thought of their episode. And if you're not already, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss future episodes. My next guest is our very own Flyers Forward, Oscar Limblom, opening up about his battle with cancer. So that will be dropping soon. And until then you guys stay safe, stay healthy, and I'll see you on the next one.